ओम ज्ञान तिमिगंधस्य ज्ञानंजनशलाकाय I'll continue speaking on the great devotees of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had, while he was personally present, of many thousands of followers. Even after his disappearance from the world, there are devotees who, uh, who by their Uh, spiritual influence, it's clear that they're also uh, personal associates of the Lord. Some of the pastimes of some of the most prominent devotees have been recorded. Today I'll speak on uh, a devotee who's considered an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who appeared several centuries before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. That is the famous Jaidev Goswami, who is uh, most famous for his Gita Govinda, a poem which describes the intimate loving affairs of Radha and Krishna. So, uh, even before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, uh, there were several devotees who uh, wrote poetry which was later to be relished by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jaidev, Chandidas, Vyapati, Bhavabhuti, I believe, also, they uh, wrote poetry which was just uh, suitable to be relished by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Without these others I just mentioned, there's not much known. There are several poets by the name of Chandidas who are also in the course of history. Whatever little is known about them has become mixed up. Similarly about Jaidev Goswami, uh, there is some, uh, his, the, the exact history is not known, exactly where he appeared in this world, or which, even in which century he appeared. Traditionally, such information has not been considered very important. What is important is their contribution to the world in terms of their uh, writing, their preaching, this has come to be considered uh, more important in the modern age where the influence of uh, empiric scholarship in which they try to prove or disprove various atheistic propositions on the basis of historical evidence or lack of it. Although some, just like uh, it's it's quite common that a uh, a writing, especially a major work like Chaitanya Charitamrita, will be stated where and when it was completed. Anyway, uh, most most the, the general opinion about Jaidev is that he appeared uh, in a village called Kindubilba, which is presently in the Birbhum district of West Bengal. Say that he was born in Orissa or South India. Um, Kendu Bilba is uh, on the bank of the Ajaya River and according to uh, some sources uh, the, the deities of Radha Madhava that were worshipped by him were appeared to him from the waters of the Ajaya River. Now um, Now 
we'll find that uh, this Dashavata Stotra, this is very famous throughout India today, and all over the world by the grace of Srila Prabhupada. Palaya Payo which we sing one verse every day. So, Lakshman Sain, the king reigning, uh, the, the king of Bengal, uh, who lived in Navadip, um, he came to this poem was recited in his presence. Um, and he wanted to meet who is, who is, there's someone in my kingdom who has made such a poem, it's so wonderful, I, I must meet him. That's, you may have had that experience, you read something and it's, you feel, oh, I wonder, who is this person who has written this? And maybe a So, he inquired from his court pundit, Govardhana Acharya, who has written this. So, he was informed that this is written by Jaidev, one poet named Jaidev. And the king wanted to meet him, but Govardhana said, he won't meet you. He doesn't meet kings. So the king went in disguise to his house. He and he could immediately understand that this is a very advanced spiritual personage. So the, the king was... Uh, he was also a great devotee, so he revealed that actually... I'm the king in this land and I request you to come and live in my court and grace my court. So the, the King Lakshman saying he was disturbed that he had he'd gone there to try to bring Jayadeh to his court, but as a res uh, No, no, sorry, I understand that. Jayadeh uh, said, uh, no, I, I don't want to live in the royal palace, I'm going... To I'm going to go away and live in Puri. I don't want to be disturbed by all this king that's coming to me and all this kind of thing. So then the king became disturbed and thought, I wanted to bring him to my palace, but as there is just the opposite is happening, he's going to leave my kingdom altogether. Because it was considered that if you have uh, pious and powerful, if a king has powerful and pious brahmanas in his kingdom, it's, it will bring all good fortune. So pious kings, they... they tried to make an atmosphere in which the, the brahmanas would want to, they would want, please come and live in our kingdom, we'll give you all facilities. So then Lakshman Sain suggested that you can stay in the village of Champahati, which is within the area of Navadi, still a little distance from Lakshman Sain's palace. He promised, if you come and live at Champahati, then I, I promise I'll never come to see you ever again, but you please come and live there. So, uh, Champahati, the original name of that uh, village was Champakahatta. Champaka means this champa flower, which you don't get here. But it's uh, very beautiful and uh, very beautiful to see and very beautiful to smell also. And uh, Hatta means uh, bazaar. So, this village got the name because there, there used to be a garden of champa trees and there was, the flowers were sold at this place. And also uh, because um, one devotee 
Vijavanina, who was living at Champahata, which is within Navadvip Mandal, in Satya Yoga he was living, and he had a vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at that time. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's his form is golden, like a golden champa. comes in different colors. Um, so, uh, Jaidev agreed to live there, and Lakshman Sain had a cottage built for him in Jambahata. And while he was living there, uh, Jaidev had a, a, a vision of his of Shri Radha Madhava, and then they combined together in the golden form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Jaidev uh, was told by Mahaprabhu that. Uh, I will appear here in Navadvip, then I will go to Puri and I will relish your uh, Gita Govinda poetry there. So then uh, he told him that you are, now you leave and go to Puri. So Jaidev, when he knew that this was the future uh, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was a little sorry to leave, but as the odds it was the Lord's order he went to Puri. He had been engaged as the uh, as a poet to the king in Navadip and he was also engaged thus in uh, Orissa. And it seems that he spent the, the uh, rest of his days in this world in Puri where he wrote the uh, transcendental poem known as Gita Govinda. He's also known as Ashtapadi. Now in Puri, there was a Brahmana who had no children and he regularly visited the temple of Jagannath praying for a son. Eventually his wife bore a daughter and they named her Padmavati. When she came to the uh, marriageable age, the Brahmana brought her to Jagannath and said, married. And Jagannath himself spoke to the Brahmin and said, I have a very intimate and dear servant called Jaidev. He has left home, he is living separate from family, he resolved never to marry. He's fully dedicated to worshipping me, writing about me, thinking about me, chanting my holy name. Give your daughter to him in marriage. So the Brahmin took his daughter to Jaidev. Jaidev said, well, you know, I, I took a vow, I'm not going to marry in this life. Brahmin said, well, it's Jagannath who told me, so, you know, you have to do it. And he just left his daughter there and left. So Jaidev didn't know what to do. You know, he's just sitting there chanting Hare Krishna and all of a sudden someone walks in and says, here's my daughter, marry her. So he told the girl, okay, uh, where do you want to go? I'll take you wherever you want and drop you off and that will be the end of this. So Padmavati started crying and said that it's Lord Jagannath's order. How can you refuse his order? My father has given me to you. I've accepted you in my mind as, you, as my husband. If you don't accept me, then I'll die right now on the spot. He was trapped. That's one way to get a husband. I've seen it happen in this country. So, Jaidev, you know, what could he do? He, he accepted. All right. Yeah. Stronger than mine. I have to follow his desire rather than my own desire. 
So uh, he Jaydev uh, in, uh, established the worship of a Narayan, of a deity of Lord Narayana, and being inspired by the ecstasy of worshiping the Lord, Krishna Lila manifested in his heart and in his pen. And although such topics were not known in the world at all, he be such intimate topics of the uh, love in separation of Radha and Krishna, he began writing them, which is uh, an incomparable literature. Jaidev himself at the beginning of that uh, Gita Govinda writes that it's uh, that for those who are uh, desirous to relish remembrance of the pastimes of Lord Hari that these uh, sweet uh, verses have been composed by Jaidev Saraswati Jaidev who is inspired by uh, Saraswati Shuddha Saraswati uh, so it's an incomparable literature although it's not um, suitable reading except for devotees who are on a level of eligibility to enter into it. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sartakos commented on Gita Govinda that although uh, some modern scholars reject it as a, as a vulgar sex literature, which it might appear like that if, if one has a vulgar mind, if one's mind is not purified. He commented that the more sane of the non-devotees have not made any comment on Gita Govinda uh, because um, that it is that it has been relished by great personalities who by their behavior are clearly renounced from material attraction remains a dilemma to them which they cannot begin to enter. Therefore they have uh, intelligently avoided commenting at all on this literature. Actually, advanced in Krishna conscious can relish its incomparable sweetness. And uh, Jaidev was writing about all the different loving exchanges between Radha and Krishna. As, as it was appearing in his mind, he, he, he transposed it in uh, incomparably beautiful language, suitable for describing the Supreme Law. So he was writing and writing, but there came a point in his mind where uh, Krishna was begging Radharani to give him the uh, dust of her lotus feet. That, you know, that uh, he was falling down at her feet to beg forgiveness from her, she'd become angry at him at his misbehavior. Uh, that you, you please uh, forgive me and place your lotus feet on my head. So, 
but that night in a dream Jagannath told the king that there's no fault on the part of the, the priests that when I go to the garden I, I go to the garden to listen to that girl singing and at that time I get a little dirty the next day the, the astonished king arranged for the uh, girl to be brought to the temple on a palanquin so gardeners daughters don't get brought to t- anywhere on a palanquin it's only for kings and maybe a, a, a guru or brahmana of very high caliber so but the king recognized that she's favored by Lord Jagannath singing in her devotion so so he thought that rather than Jagannath leaving the temple and getting all dirty we can make some arrangements she can come daily and sing and since that time it's been a tradition that uh, Devadasis female singers sing Gita Govinda in the temple for the pleasure of Lord Jagannath um, there's another story told of Jaidev that once he had to repair the thatch on the roof of his house that's generally done in the summer before the monsoon begins so the, so the roof is secure and the rain won't come in so there were bundles of straw which are tied up was this he had to pick that untie pick up bring on the roof spread it out secure it he had to do this in the hot summer sun so uh, he was on the roof and then he saw there's just a bundle of straw someone's passing it up so he took the bundle of straw fixed it and then he turned and again another bundle of straws so he took it and this way the work was done much more quickly instead of having to come down each time someone was passing the untied straw he presumed it must be his wife came down he saw no one's there he finished the job quickly and came down and saw no one's there so uh, he went inside the house and saw his wife busy with some other work and and uh, asked her had she been helping with the uh, giving the straw bundles no 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 he didn't know anyway then he went into his deity room and he saw his deity Madhava, all his hands were covered with pieces of straw. And so he said, no. Madhava himself, he's a member of the family, helps with the family. So there are several descriptions in uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita how Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when living at Puri, would relish hearing Gita Govinda, yes. Surup Damada and Ramananda Rai, they would sing to him Gita Govinda. One time Jaidev, he had a desire to uh, hold a festival for Radha Madhava, but uh, he didn't collect money and he, he didn't have any money. So he thought he'd travel around a bit and by speaking poetry, then people, they they like to give some donation and he would use this for festival. So after collecting some funds he was on his way back home when he was apprehended by robbers who stole his money, cut off his hands and legs and threw him in a well and left him to die.
So Jaidev, down in the well, uh, started calling out the names of the Lord very loudly, thinking that now it's time for me to leave this body. So he was there for three days and he was still loudly chanting the holy names. Yeah. And the king, by chance, the, the king, who uh, was out on a hunting trip, came by and hearing the sound of the holy names coming from the well, he investigated what was going on and was aghast to see Jaidev in this uh, situation. So he had him taken out of the well and brought back to his palace. The queen personally took care of him and he was soon restored to health. The king and the queen were uh, very satisfied with the saintly character of Jaidev and Sorry. very much appreciated his singing of Gita Govinda. They brought Padmavati and they kept them in the court and they both took initiation from Jaidev and became uh, Krishna conscious by his association. Then uh, one day the, the very robbers who had uh, assaulted Jaidev they came to the palace disguised as devotees. It was their scheme to... They'd heard the king and queen were devotees, so it was their scheme to get some easy money. He recognized them, but nevertheless, he treated them as if they were actually devotees, gave them respect, arranged for them to be nicely treated. But they were afraid that, uh, well, Jai Dev, he might recognize us, then we'll really be in trouble. And so they... Uh, decided to leave quickly and Jaidev uh, he asked the king to give them a good donation and an escort so that no one would steal the money from them on the way uh, after going some distance they, they, sent, they told the escorting soldiers you can go back now however there is, there is a message which you should convey to the king on our behalf that uh, before we took up devotional life, we were employed in the service of one king, who, understanding the uh, very bad character of this Jaidev, that he poses as a devotee, but actually he's an extremely bad person, the king ordered us to uh, have him killed. So we cut his hands and feet and threw him in a well. Somehow he has survived. But... Uh, recognizing us, he was afraid that his bad character would be revealed. And this is why he wanted us to leave quickly and gave us a sum of money. At this point, the earth opened up and swallowed those rascals, not being able to tolerate such, such mis miscarriage of justice. They, they, uh, the soldiers being naturally told him all that they had seen and heard. When the king asked Jaidev, he revealed the whole uh, incident. And the king asked, well, why did you treat them with respect and give okay. them money and all these things? Jaidev said that uh, that it is not a, uh, a devotee or, or he does not seek revenge for those who have wronged him. He attempts to uh, placate them 
by sweet behavior. However, by the will of the Lord, everyone receives the results of their activities. Padmavati uh, became very close to the queen, who once uh, revealed to her that she was not uh, she was afraid of this Sahamarana. That means when a man dies, especially among Kshatriyas, this was prevalent, that the wife enters the funeral pyre and dies with him. And when, her, when the queen's brother died, she was uh, very unhappy that her sister-in-law would have to die with her. So when she told this to uh, Padmavati, Padmavati said that as soon as soon as the chaste, as soon as the husband of a chaste wife dies, her will to live dies. Her life heirs go with him, and her entering the fire is only a matter of formality. So the queen thought, well, it's easy to say that, but what she decided to test Padmavati. And some days later, she told Padmavati that, I have very bad news. I hate to say, but your husband just suddenly died. And Padmavati actually died on the spot. And the queen was uh, very upset. But what, have, what have I done here? And the, the, the king also, when he understood what had happened, became most remorseful. And they begged Jayadeva, you, you, by the grace of Krishna, you can revive her. Which he did. He chanted Krishna, Krishna into Padmavati's ear and she, she revived as if she was just waking up from sleep. After this, uh, the king, queen, and everyone there simply offered obeisances at the feet of this single couple. No, After this, uh, Jaidev he expressed a desire to visit Vrindavan Dham, and uh, he, he brought along with him the deities Radha Madhava, yes, and he began to serve. He domiciled at a spot near Keshi Ghat and served his deities there yeah. and uh, all the inhabitants of the dham became most pleased to hear his singing of Sri Gita Govinda yes. and a merchant constructed a, an impressive temple for the deities um, then after living in Rindam for many years he returned to his birthplace in Kendu Bilba and each day he would make quite a long walk to go to the Ganga for taking bath. And uh, one day he wasn't able to go. Ganga Devi, who, like all other saintly persons, very much appreciated him, she came to him so that he could bathe in her transcendental waters. Um, he, according to local local people there he 
he left this world from Kendubilva and the, and a festival is celebrated there each year on the day commemorating his disappearance. Srila Bhaktis Dantasar Thakur is of the opinion that actually he left this world from Puri and others still say that he uh, left this world from Vrindavan. Apparently his Radha Madhava deities at least stayed in Vrindavan and are uh, presently being worshipped at a place near Jaipur, just on the outskirts of Jaipur. Now, previously, not here, but I spoke on Murari Gupta. Uh, and I'll give another little story now. That's such a spoken from Chaitanya Mangal. That when Murari Gupta was newly in Navadweep, uh, apart from being a, a physician, he was also somewhat of a guru. One day in Navadweep, he was walking on the road followed uh, by his disciples and they were discussing impersonalistic yoga shastras. At this time Nimai was just a boy and he himself was, uh, although a boy, was the head of his group and the champion in uh, discussion of shastra. So one day he saw uh, Murari Gupta walking down the road and he followed along with his friends. They started imitating his movements and gestures. Seeing this, just ignored him and went on talking about his yoga shastra. And then he he started speaking to Vishwamba, Nimai also, about this. But Nimai and the boys accompanying him simply made fun of him. Uh, and eventually they riled Murari sufficiently that he became angry. He said, This is. Uh, this is Jagannath Mishra's son. I heard that he was a very good boy, but now I see this is quite untrue. Ah. Uh, I've heard he's a, a, I've heard people praising him, but what is this behavior? True. Then Nimai became angry. Yeah. And he said, when you take your meal today, I'll come and teach you something. Anyway, Morari didn't take it too seriously. He forgot all about it, and eventually came time for his meal. In the meantime, Nimai had gone home. He dressed himself very opulently. His hair in a different way, so he couldn't be recognized. And then he went to Murari Gupta's house and called out very loudly, Murari! And then Murari remembered what this boy Nimai had said. He said, what are you doing? And the boy said, it's all right, don't worry, it's only me, just go on eating. So he continued eating and the boy came slowly, slowly closer to him. And then he suddenly urinated on his plate. He the whole plate up with urine. What are you doing? And he goes, ah, you, you like yoga, impersonalism, you've given up bhakti. Now you give up all your karma and jnana. Worship Krishna. Taste the nectar of bhakti. You think you're very intelligent, but you have no intelligence to understand bhakti. Lord Sri Hari is the supremely merciful personality of Godhead. 
Lord Sri Hari is the super- supremely merciful personality of Godhead. All powerful. He's the father of all living beings. The eternal Brahman which you are glorifying is, man- is manifested from him. He is the treasure of the life of the gopis. Why, why not dedicate your life in his worship? And then he was gone. Murari had... He just couldn't see him anymore. Murari was wonderstruck and thought, this boy, he must be Hari himself. And so, forgetting all about his meal, he... Uh, and overwhelmed with emotion, he walked and he didn't see the path, but somehow or other he... Yes, in his emotional ecstasy, he didn't see the path of where he was going, but somehow he came to the house of Sachi and Jagannath, where they were, Sachi and Jagannath were together holding Nimai, and from each side they were kissing him, and, but then they saw Murari Gupta, who he forgot about this apparent bad behavior of Nimai, and just was entranced by seeing his beautiful face. And all the, uh, as the hairs of his body stood on end, tears flowed from his eyes. He again and again offered obeisances to his young child. And Nimai was just looking at him from his mother's lap, as if he didn't understand what's going on. And Sachi and Jagannath asked, what happened? Because there were used to people coming and complaining about Nimai. Did he do something very bad? You look like a demigod. Please bless our son. Did our boy offend you? Anyway, whatever happens in this world is destined to happen. But we request you to bless our son. And they bowed Sachi and Jagannath, taking Murari's hand, bowed down before him. And happily Murari said that your son Vishwambar is the master of the masters of the demigods. You don't realize this now. In future you may realize that no one is more fortunate like than you because your son is the Supreme Lord himself. And then Murari left and went to the house of Advaita Acharya and falling at his feet he revealed mm-hmm. or he said to Advaita who himself knew very well that uh, I've I've seen something wonderful. I've realized that this Vishvamba, the son of Jagannath Mishra, is actually the most exalted person in the whole universe. Hearing this, Advaita Acharya roared and with his bodily hair standing on him, said, I will tell you the most secret of all secrets. This boy is indeed the Supreme Lord. He is the abode of the goddess of fortune. He tastes the Transcendental ecstasy of divine love. The two of uh, Murari Gupta and Advaita Acharya brought together in ecstasy. Overcome with bliss, they forgot everything about the external world. And let us pray for the mercy of these great devotees that we may, that we may someday become fortunate to be accepted as the servants of their servants. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Sri Jai Dev Goswami Prabhu Ki Jai. Jai.
मुरारी गुप्त प्रभु की जय हरे